podcast one production. Nothing happens through luck, chance or magic. No. It only happens because you put the effort into making it happen. I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, as well as 11 of the top ASX listed companies. And this is Fast Track. Today, how to make a big change in your career with my guest, Kerry Kuzak, General Manager, Jet Swimwear. Most people have a significant story about what took them to the brink of change, and the same is said for careers. Something or someone that's pushed them to do something they've not been brave enough to do before. Today we're going to fast-track big change in career and explore why we want it, why we don't often do it, and how to do it successfully once you've made the commitment to change. With me is Kerry Kuzak. Kerry, in my experience, most people change because of negative experiences. You jumped in and changed. What was your impetus for changing? So I guess mine was a bit of negative and positive. Um, for me, working in corporate for a long time comes with challenges. It comes with a nice salary. Um, but for me, the things that are really important are the ability to create. I am a creative person. And when I, when I say create, I wanted something that I could own myself, create from the beginning and build it into something. And also for me the right culture as well. And that was part of the creation. I always felt that when I was in corporate, it's dominated by red tape and process and actually a political environment. And all the things that I didn't want to have around me, because in my view, it inhibits your ability to be creative. So you built your own brand of swimwear called Bondi Bather. Correct. And that was then bought out by Jet Swimwear or the Paz Group? It was bought out by a public company, which yeah. is the Paz Group, based in Melbourne. Incredible. Now, I want to know a little bit about that journey, but what I'm really wanting to know about today is how'd you get from being the CMO of Vodafone to owning your own swimwear brand? Part of it was conscious and part of it was unconscious. I, I definitely had a desire to build my own brand but it was a big decision for me to actually walk away from corporate to get there. So, and it was terrifying. You don't know whether or not you're going to fail or be successful. And when you have a, a you know ongoing salary and support around you in a big corporate environment, it's comfortable. And building your own business is, as I said, it's terrifying. You own all of the risk of every aspect of it. What's your take on this idea if we're really unhappy and we're sitting in a career that we don't love, we'd like, a, we'd like to make a change, but actually we've got a mortgage and we've got kids and there, are, there is an increased risk for us. What's your take on that? Look, I, I think life is for living and I think it's, our, our lives are full of opportunity and I think if you have a desire to get out of the rat race or corporate environment then I think if you are sensible about it, I think you should you should do it. And I just would say that 
do it with the support from your friends and family. Surround yourself with the experience and knowledge that you need to actually be successful. Minimize the risk as much as you possibly can can, and go for it. We don't always say what we're going to do. And people come up to you, I know, because I've been with you and they say, oh my God, I'd love to do what you're doing, yet they don't do it. In your mind, what's going on? So it's interesting because one of the most motivating factors for, for me was that I told a friend of mine that I was going to do this. And he said to me, I bet you don't do it. And I said, well, of course I'm going to do it. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, no, I actually do have to do it now. But it's a really interesting point because I think a lot of people have the desire to do it, but they don't actually get round to even the very basic parts of getting it off the ground, whether or not it succeeds or not. Mm, So what do you think is stopping them? It's all too hard. I don't know where to start. It's a lovely idea. I I do believe it would work, but it's, it is kind of the too hard factor. Mm. So I think. lack of motivation, really true motivation. True to do motivation. It. The thing is that nothing happens through luck, chance, or magic. No. It only happens because you put the effort into making it happen. I have to say, even. Back in my corporate days, I had the luxury of a big team. I was delegating a lot and I had areas covered that I wasn't so good in. It was a it was a luxurious position. And I guess when you're challenged or taken out of your comfort zone and you have to really, really think and you have to think as an entrepreneur, it's quite hard, actually. It's quite challenging. Okay, so we talk about the five stages of change and I think you and I are talking here about this idea of pre-contemplation where people don't even think about their change. So, But once people contemplated their change, there's another sort of three major stages to go through and that's what you're saying people don't jump into. They don't jump into the actual um, planning and then the behaviour change and then the actual execution and repeating of maintaining it. So Bondi Bather started as a side hustle you you did that. When did you have to jump from your corporate career into that full time? I started an online business and I manufactured some stock enough to actually fill a pop-up store in Bondi Beach. And I wanted to take the lowest risk option possible. So that's why it was a pop-up. And I agreed to a six-month lease. So I opened the pop-up. At that point, I actually decided I needed to be there and work in the store. So that happened about three months um, after I left my job. Again, I want to understand how you know that your desire is actually something you should act on. Like you've talked about how to desire to have my own culture and to utilise my creativity. How do we know this is something that we, how do we tune into this part of ourselves? Look, the advice I would give on that front is I would choose something that you in some way are close to. I think it would have been so much harder for me if I didn't have any understanding of the category of swimwear or fashion or design or marketing. It just makes it that much harder because you're literally starting from scratch. And whilst you're trying to learn all of this other stuff, it's great to have the luxury of at least having a little bit of uh, understanding 
a part of it. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to yourself when there are moments of doubt in those early days when you're going, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm currently a CMO of a telecommunications <laughs> company. I think I'll be a bathers magnate. So what, what are you telling yourself along the way? For me, it didn't happen like that. Um, it was more of an evolution of an idea. And as the idea came to fruition and I was starting to get sales, I had more belief in the potential um, that it actually might work. I guess I'd try and avoid big risk and you can minimise risk in many ways. And I think overall you become a really good negotiator because it comes down to dollars and cents as to uh, how to improve your margins and make sure that your business is actually at its optimal best. So when you see people who are changing and jumping into these things, there are a few reasons in my mind that career change doesn't work for people. And that's when you've already touched on looking for support, when people don't actually go and find support or manage their expectation, they don't do their research, they expect their resume to work for them and everyone to fall, you know, what do they say, the waters to part, so everything will work. And they've got really sort of a deep need for certainty. Have you got any other sort of warning signs about why this mightn't work for some people? For me, it's all about managing risk. If I was a person with a big mortgage, a family with kids, and I had a responsibility to them, and I was deciding whether to give up my secure corporate job to start my own business, I probably wouldn't, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. I, I think we all have to you know, acknowledge our responsibilities. Mm, fantastic. So how do we get going? Once we've got the itch, okay, we've worked it out. We've said, okay, I can manage the risk. I'm here. Even if it's in a um, changing careers from one sort of business to another or starting your own business, let's talk about how. Like big change, how do we go about it effectively? Have you got a 10-point plan? Ooh, 10-point. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number one would be build a business plan. If numbers aren't your strong thing, find somebody who is um, very good on numbers because you need to have a realistic view of those milestones that might be that point where you can give up your full-time job and maybe um, work in the business full-time. But also, you know, what's that break-even point? And then also, what's the outcome? I think just being really clear on why you're doing it and what does it look like you know, one year, three year, five years down the track. It helps guide you towards outcomes, which I think is really important because sometimes when you're operating, particularly as I was as a single person in this business, making all the decisions, you do question whether or not you're doing the right thing. So one of the things that I think is incredibly important is research. So understanding the market, understanding, you know, Um, no good changing your career if there won't be a job for you at the end of it or you don't sell anything. But it's also knowing yourself. Did you have a really good handle on your strengths and capabilities before you went into this big change? Well, I thought I did. (laughs) You learned a bit about yourself along the way, did you? I learned a lot. Um, In fact, I would say that the last five years have probably taught me more than I've learned in my entire corporate career. 
I definitely thought that I was better at doing some things that I, in reality, am not that good at doing. But it also forces you to learn other skills because you have to. And the skills and education that you needed to go in there, we talked a bit about before, you know, understanding some of the process and the industry. You said you were missing 99% of it. Would you recommend to other people that they, before they make a big change, that they get out and build between that skill gap? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of ways of doing it. As I said, you could go out, find a group of people that can help you. You could even set up like a, what would be like an advisory committee or whatever, where you're getting other inputs from people who specialize in other areas that you may not have the skills. Or you could upskill yourself. And I think you know, for me, particularly on the the commercial side, the, the the numbers, that was probably my biggest gap personally. And um, I feel like I have a much better handle on it. And now that I've sold the business and I'm in a general manager role um, across two brands, I have a much, much better understanding of the entire business and how it operates. This other idea of knowing your narrative. So one of the things that I believe is really important as you go through change is actually being able to stay the course. And the things you've heard me a couple of times say, what do you say to yourself? What did you say to yourself? And the self-talk and the narrative around why you're doing this is incredibly important. Would you agree with that as a premise? Yeah, look, 100%. You have to be almost really disciplined You have to be able to deal with highs and lows. And they're really extreme because they impact you personally because you are the person running the business. You know, the highs could be that, you know, you've created this amazing brand. And, you know, you, you, for me, I, you know, I look at Instagram and I, I see Steph Claire Smith wearing my swimwear and it's amazing. But then at the same time, you might have a supplier who's not paying you. Kerry, I'm really keen to understand your top tips for executing on a big change in your career. So the first one I would say is be really clear why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's really important because it may not, for me personally, it wasn't so much about money. It was a personal desire to create something, establish a brand that people would talk about and they would love. I was actually ready to sell the business when I felt that I'd reached that point. I do think it's very important to keep goals in mind. Okay, so people need to be understanding why and then have clear goals and a plan. What else? As harsh as it may seem, I think you need to also be aware of the fact that it may not work, but that even doing it is a learning experience I think that it's important to be realistic when you're either planning to do this or throughout the course of building a business. You've got to know when to hold them (laughs) and know when to fold them. Sometimes you have to be able to walk away and say that it didn't work and move on to the next thing. Well, you're an incredibly inspiring story that to be able to start a brand of swimwear and be so successful that it's bought by 
a public company and now to be working in that public company, building their brands. It's a really inspiring story. I encourage anyone to go and have a look at Kerry's profile because it's a it's terrific. So just want to say to everybody, make good choices, make good considered choices when you're thinking about a big change in your career. Know that whatever you do, it will be filled with learning and opportunity. Fast Track is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Australia. The producer is Brooke Carrigan, audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au.